we're still so, so limited in our understanding versus these, these bloodlines, these ruling families. I mean, they've got thousands of years of history, thousands of years of ancient knowledge and wisdom that's been hidden from us. Understand the cycles, the cycles, the cosmic cycles, how the human body works, the healing, you know, just so much information. Now, I want to just throw that out there because that helps me when I hear you talk about this woman and how she's describing how these, you know, they, they have these cycles of, of dark and light and everything. I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. I think that if you look at a lot of like what, say, Mark Armstrong talks about with the cycles of history, and you could probably go into, the, into these books under the Vatican where that's all outlined. It's like, it's like 1.0, right? It's like the Vatican stuff 1.0 that gets into that. Are you tired of supporting globalist agendas with your hard-earned money? Sick of the impersonal big box store experience? Concerned about the safety of everyday products you use at home? Look no further. The Freedom Buying Club is here to revolutionize the way you shop and live. Say goodbye to questionable ingredients and harmful chemicals. They provide a carefully curated selection of safe and non-toxic everyday products from fluoride-free toothpaste to safe cleaning supplies. Your health and well-being matter. And my new favorite is their all-natural beef selection. Taste the difference with their premium all-natural beef. Their commitment to quality means you savor every bite with confidence. No hormones, no antibiotics, just pure delicious goodness. And the best part is it's delivered right to your door. Enjoy the convenience of doorstep delivery. No more endless aisles or crowded checkout lines. They bring your selection straight to your home, saving you time and hassle. Join the Freedom Buying Club today and embrace a new era of shopping where you have the power to make choices that align with your values. Take control of your purchases, support local businesses, and prioritize your well-being. Your gateway to independence is just one click away. So I urge you to go to their website at freedombuyingclub.com and you can start your independence today. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Seth Holhouse coming back to the program. We're going to have another really good conversation. He is different than a lot of the people that are in the media. He's just a very deep thinker. He really analyzes things. He's calm. He's, I really like him. I think he's a great person. And, and he's very spiritual. He uh, believes he has a strong faith in God. And to me that, and he talks about God, you know, just this general Christian view, but something that is all encompassing that we can all relate to. And he's just such a good man. And he's, his wife is about ready to have a baby. So by the time you see this, maybe she already has, cause it's like any minute she's going to have, I remember being there and it's like a kind of on your edge, right? When you're at the edge. So this is a really good conversation. We're going to talk about civil war in America and why he, he is so optimistic about where we are as a country and you get to hear him from his standpoint. Yeah, we're going to be going through some hard times, but we're going to talk about where we're at. And then we talk about some difficult subjects as far as the Luciferians and the satanic cult and how they think differently and how they've really messed up their assessment with their plan and how it's not working for them. And so this is an optimistic show. And I love talking about 
the optimum, you know, where we're at and the fact that we've made so much progress. And so we talk about that too, and how the, the how you can see how much progress that we're, you, sometimes you listen to the mainstream media, you think, oh my God, we are still hosed. And you watch how big tech completely censors people. You think, oh my God, we're losing, but we're not. We're, we're gaining in the minds and the hearts of people around the country. And he will talk about that. But before we get into that, I want to remind you about getting gold and silver. As everybody knows, we're we will likely have a reset of some kind. Our money is not backed by anything. And we're dealing with a fiat currency. And fiat currencies over time always eventually go down to zero. They keep creating and printing and printing and that devalues every single dollar that's on the market and or that's out there. And they've done so much of it to the point where the fiat currencies are getting so low. That's why you're seeing the stock market go up. That's why you're seeing all these things that make it feel like it's better. But then it's not because the interest offsets it. The one good thing is that if you had debt in the 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 fiat currency you know goes down in value and interest rates goes up your debt essentially goes down they inflate away your debt essentially and so your debt becomes less and less over time that's a good thing but it's not a good thing when you're looking at it from a whole world perspective and people and their savings and all these things so the system is going to correct it always corrects itself and so you want to be ready for that if you get gold and silver it's a store of your wealth so if you have wealth sitting somewhere else and you're worried about it if you put it in a gold and silver that wealth is protected some people say it's silver is one of the best investments you can make right now because it's so undervalued but we like to say it's more of an insurance on your wealth and so that it doesn't matter if it's silver goes through the sky you know goes through the roof which it might it just protects your wealth so anyways, think about that. And I recommend going to Miles Franklin and you can email them at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them that Sarah sent you and you, he guaranteed me, Andy Sheckman, the president of Miles Franklin, guarantees me that you'll get the best prices in the country and the best service. And Andy's a friend of mine. He was, I was the first one to interview him on a podcast and now he's all over the place. And I remember he had Andy Hoff, Hoffman, another guy that used to do his PR. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want you, Andy. I want you to come on in. People absolutely love him. I think that was the right decision. I think he being the face for his company is the best thing he's ever done. So anyways, email him, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell him that Sarah sent you. Okay, let's get into this wonderful conversation that I have with my friend, Seth Holhouse. Hi, Seth. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Sarah. It is always wonderful to speak with you. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, you're always a fan favorite. And I, you know, we, when I've been on your show, as you say, Sarah, you're great to talk to because you are so familiar with so many topics because you're always talking to so many people in so many areas. And that is what you do. And so you get a really broad understanding of a lot of topics. But I wanted to focus on, well, you, you brought this up, but I want to focus on civil war in America. How likely is it? I mean, we're already in a cold war, right? A cold civil war, but it seems that they're trying to fuel one artificially even more. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that there's a handful of things that point to this. Obviously, there's the programming, right? We have Obama's movie, um, Leave the World Behind. I'm not sure. Did you see that by chance? 
I am staying away from it because I've had multiple sources tell me there's a frequency that's in it that is causing migraines and other problem, health problems. And I've had multiple sources um, confirm that. And so I'm like, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's funny because I'd actually, I'd highly recommend the movie. Um, maybe not because of the frequency and maybe if you want to avoid <laughs> that part, part yeah. but because it's that, you know, they, you know they, they're showing us what they're doing. They're showing us what their plan is. And it, it's actually, oddly enough, it, it's a movie that I think would be, is a great red pill movie for, for liberals. I mean, for people to say, hey, look, Obama made this. You should watch it because it, what it does is it shows it shows a lot of things, but it shows how how much America is on the edge of collapse and how easy it would be to collapse America. So it's great from that perspective of people realizing, oh, there's this much bigger force that could be wanting to take America out. And, and it's, not, it's not a polarizing movie of like left versus right. It, it's actually much, much more about a, a larger foreign nation or foreign enemy and how easy it would be for them to collapse America, which is interesting. And it's also, I think it's a really good show for getting into prepping and like, okay, this is why you have to be a prepper, right? It helps. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, towards the end of the show there, and I'll give a little bit of a spoiler here. So if your audience wants to cover their ears, I won't be giving you frequencies amidst the, my spoiler here, but Towards the end of the show, the, the, one of the characters discusses the plan of what's actually happening. And he talks about it as this, this three-stage process that they've found in all these different studies to be the most cost-effective and easy way to collapse America. And so what they do, though, is they first start off with a, like a controlled chaos. Um, well, okay, so the first is really it's, it's division, right? So creating so much division. That within the country, that once they bring in this controlled chaos, but whether it's um, you know noise, you know these sonic attacks or planes falling out of the sky, you know uh, the grid being attacked, etc., cyber attacks, that because they had this underlying foundation of chaos and, and division in America, once they brought in these things that disrupt our way of life with a lot of confusion, basically that's all they have to do. And because they've set the stage for this division, that with that, what naturally happens in this plan is that naturally America turns into a place where there's civil war because no one knows what's going on. Everyone starts blaming their neighbor and eventually civil war erupts. And after that civil war pops off and they let it go for a little bit, then they can come in and America's right for the taking. And so it, what it shows you though, um, is that I think that this is actually really part of their plan. Like I, I really, really believe that they've like they've had a lot of different plans, right, to enslave us. You know, digital IDs, vaccine passports, central bank digital currency, all these different systems that they've wanted to put into place. But I think that a lot of things just haven't stuck. I, I think a, from a big part of it, Trump getting in in 2016 wasn't part of the elite's plan. That threw things off course, and they've been trying to catch up ever since. I mean, even if you look at the recent pandemic treaty. And how it's actually failing, like they're not able to put it into place. And so what this shows me is that they're actually they're at this stage where it's almost like last ditch effort. Uh, if you look at the what the polls are showing heading into the elections later this year, even with you know, young people like Gen Z, you know, 30 and below, 
Trump is still leading with those people. And these, these are the folks that are at the, 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 the blunt end of the mass indoctrination through the schools, but they're still coming out with conservative-leaning values. So they're, they're losing control in so many different ways. And so I really think that the, their plan is to try to then create so much tension in America, which they've already been doing, but then to try to get us into some sort of civil war because then, like, okay, COVID was the reason why we changed our election laws, why the election in 2020 was so easy for them to completely hijack. But the civil war becomes an excuse to even postpone an election. It becomes an excuse to bring in martial law. It becomes an excuse to rewrite our laws. It becomes an excuse to suspend the Constitution, to invite the UN army to come in. Whatever it looks like, I just think that civil war is really their last-ditch Hail Mary um, to try to break apart America so that they, they don't lose power. Now, you asked me whether I think they'll be successful, which I'd, I'd like to get to that, but I first want to you know, toss it back to you because I just said a lot of stuff. And I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Well, I, I think you're right. I'm seeing a lot of indications that they do want to go to civil war. But do you think that Americans will actually kill each other? Or do you think it's going to come from migrants that come in? Because I can't see people shooting and killing each other in the neighborhoods and where I live. I mean, I just can't see that happening. I, I think that I think that we would only see like neighbors killing neighbors if it was over food. Like if, if they say that they, they had a grid down scenario, right, where it was EMP, which I think you've interviewed Jonathan Hallerman before, yeah. which has been a guest, he's been a guest with me. You know, if, if a father is watching his kids starve and they have to get, you know, procure food, that could lead to that. But I, I don't think that that's actually going to happen. Like I, because I think that's too extreme. And I think that I really do believe the nation still is in God's hands, uh, though it is in the state that it is. But I think I, I just feel like going down the route of our, our grid being completely decimated. I mean, that that even the experts will tell you that that will kill off 75 to 90 percent of the population within the first year. Yeah. It's just too extreme. I, I don't think that we're at this humanity dying off stage. But back to your question of will you know, neighbors be killing each other out of, over civil war. I think that we'll see, I think that we could see violence in certain pockets of the country that we're already seeing violence. Like I, I don't think Chicago is going to be a safe place to walk around at night. I mean, it or already Portland, but, or Portland, but I actually, I, when I, when I really put the time in is kind of sit quietly and think about what's going to happen in America and what would happen in that instance, I, I arrive at a place where I actually have hope. Because I think that if you look at what the people that we're up against, right, these are whether we want to call them reptile people eating monsters or whatever, or, or, you know, just devil worshipers or, you know, Luciferians or just, you know, people drunk on power, whatever you want to categorize on them as. I think that you would probably agree, and most of your audience would probably agree that these are people that don't believe in God. I, I think that they're either atheist or they worship Lucifer, you know, Moloch, or Baal, and they, they actually believe that, that God is weaker, or God is an illusion, or God is something that's not, I think, what you or I believe in. And so, because they don't believe in God, because, like, if you listen to, you know, Yuval Harari talk, 
Mm-hmm. It's it, it's apparent that they don't believe in the human soul. Like they really look at us as just being these bags of flesh, jellyfish. And I, yes, I mean, he said we don't have actually, any rights. We're like jellyfish. But go ahead. Exactly, exactly. I go. There's your bag of flesh, right? Jellyfish. But I think that's actually. The, I think that's their greatest weakness, is because they don't believe that we have this soul, this God-given, God-created soul in our bodies that gives us a conscience, that gives us compassion. Now, obviously, we can be misled and we can become deluded and we can get to a place where we'll commit you know, evil deeds. It's the human condition, right? We live in a world of delusion. But I genuinely believe that deep inside all of us, we have a conscience, we have a soul. Uh, that we have God in, in all of us, right? That we have mm-hmm. that, that divine element, that we are divine beings. It's just that we're in these, these kind of screwed up human bodies that get old and they die and they get pains and everything. And it's, it's, it's a human condition. But I really believe though, that even the whole route of civil war and everything, that they would, while they would want it to go down that path, I, I think that even in America, where you know we could say that a lot of people in America have become lazy and, and selfish and, and you know caught up in the bread and circuses and you know Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl, that's true. But I actually think that our our nature is still there, and I think that for a lot of people, that even right now it seems like we're very divided. I think that if there was a lot of suffering in this country, if things really broke out to that degree, and we did see a lot of suffering, like similar to what happened during you know, 9-11. You saw people unite in ways that we hadn't seen in quite some time. So I really believe that as they push this further, if it gets to that point where something happens, I actually think that a lot of people in America will resort back to that nature where they want to help their neighbor. They want to do the right thing. They want to feed their neighbor. They want to um, house their neighbor. Like I, I, just, I, I just really believe that humans are still inherently good and that Americans, as much as we've become screwed up, that actually at the, at the soul level that we're good people and, and we crave goodness, we crave virtue, we crave morality. It, it's just part of our mind that's been hijacked by the modern world that has forgotten that. But I do think that when our society changes in ways, I think it will change in 2024 from the events that they want to bring upon this nation, that a lot of the programming that has kept us selfish and indulgent and everything, that program will also break away. And so I really think that, yeah, they will attempt to bring about civil war, but I think that there's going to be a lot of Americans that will just not go for it. And and they're they're just going to say, I I can't, I can't kill that person. Like that's my neighbor. That's what I think. Yeah. I just just, can't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you. I can't, I cannot see that. I actually think COVID has brought people in a weird way. I know there's been a ton of division, but I think it's healing and I think it's bringing people closer overall. Uh, And I think the, the Democrats who were snowed by it are falling out and, and starting to listen they're starting to listen and talk and there's more of social cohesion. That's what I'm seeing, but maybe it's not like that everywhere, but I I'm seeing that, that they're starting to kind of pop their head up and go, wait a minute here, what's happening. 
Many of you remember Dr. Zelenko, the courageous doctor who saved countless lives using hydroxychloroquine during the pandemic. Dr. Z not only saved lives in the United States, but many countries adopted his protocols and he saved even more lives around the world. Since those early days, him and his team at ZStack developed an entire line of immunity building supplements from Z Detox to Z Shield to Z Night. Now they also have Kids ZStack. It's the same as the adult ZStack, but formulated to protect kids from the onslaught they will see this cold and flu season. What many don't know about Dr. Z was his passion to end child trafficking. Before he passed away, he partnered with Mission Safe Harbor and now a portion of every sale of Kids Z-Stack is donated to help end child trafficking. Now you can protect your kids while also helping to protect kids everywhere. Buy using the link below or go to sarahwessel.com under shop. Know you are protecting your entire family while also helping to end child trafficking. I, I'm seeing the same thing. I really am. And I think it's, it's just part of you know, one thing I, I, I'm fascinated by the the whole theory of the yin yang, right? The 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 Chinese the yin yang, yeah. Right? The, the 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 yin yang, as we said growing up, and you know, part of that that I understand it's a very universal idea that applies to a lot of things. But part of what what the principles of it are is that there's extremes, right? Everything has an opposite, right? There's good and evil, there's hot and cold, but the the principle of how that that when the when the yin yang rotates right if you look at a slice of it you go from a lot of black until it hits the maximum amount of black and then it goes down to a little bit of black and the maximum amount of white but then it goes it keeps reversing and you always it says it's spinning this is what you're kind of go, if you're looking at a slice of it but there's always that circle there's always that little bit of white in the black and the black and the white but one of the principles behind that is that say looking at good and evil and you're saying that you're saying that you know black represents evil and white represents good is that it's still cyclical right and you've interviewed martin armstrong that you know yeah. our history like i really believe that god has planned out this world in cycles and it's a very divine principle this is the principle of cycles and if you look at that what happens as as a cycle happens when you get to that point where you hit the maximum black it can only go so far because then what happens, it has to snap back. Like once the evil gets to a certain degree of power, it hits its maximum point of power, it then starts to actually very quickly snap back and you have the white, you have the good come back. And so I think that where we're at right now in history is that I really feel like that we've hit this point, and I think it was actually over the past couple of years before, I think that we hit this peak of maximum evil and we hit that peak of maximum evil, but it, it's actually not continuing. Like what we're seeing is that the evil came out, it reared its ugly head. It got really, really evil. They got very, very rampant. They stole the election. They brought about COVID. I think that the evil used all of its power at that time. And now what we're seeing is a weakening and we're seeing that now actually goodness is on the rise again. Because you're right, at COVID, this thing that was supposed to divide our country and separate families, and of course it did, but I think that it also, the opposite effect happened. A lot of people woke up, a lot of people, even people that maybe were really liberal and were watching CNN, they had this fear of death and they had this, so their own, the ephemeral nature of life, they saw it and thinking, oh my gosh, like, 
what if I might die from this? And maybe that actually something out in them that said, like, gosh, once this pandemic is over, I want to really get close to my family again. So I did, that's just where I feel like that we're at. Is I, is it, it, it's a strange place to be, and it's hard to really put it into words, but I feel like that even though there's some difficult things ahead, I think that the evil was most powerful before today. And that right now what we're seeing is we're seeing the decline and the dismantling and the weakening of the evil that has been very strong in this world for a very long time. And what we're seeing with the inverse of that collapse of the evil is that we're seeing this resurgence of goodness, like people talking about morality again, people talking about virtue, people talking about Integrity. And purpose, integrity. integrity. Yes, we want exactly. we want to know the truth. We want to not. We're tired of being lied to. Okay, I'm gonna throw this out there. I I've had talks. I haven't talked to her for a while, but a lot of talks with Jessie Zaboder, who is in the satanic cult. And one of the things that she told me, I, I I've thought about some of the things that she she actually taught me a lot. Uh, and she said that only she taught me a lot because she, she there's some things that constructs I didn't understand that I realized that she was right on. Like they use our own mental constructs to manipulate us, right? She was saying the decision, she told me this a couple of years ago, the decision to bring this all in is, is they've decided the light side of the system is going to bring this all in. There's a dark side and a light side. The dark side has been running, running stuff, but now the light side is going to bring it in. And the concept is, is they, they understand the cycles that are occurring. And I mean, I don't know if this is BS or not. Okay. But I believe that they are studying it and trying to do this, um, that they understand the cycles of what you just described and the dark side is on its way out. So they have, they have a solution for it. They have a light side and a dark side. And so they have a face that they represent that manipulates us depending on where we are in the cycle. What do you think about that? I think that it makes sense. Um, I, I want to just throw in a quick caveat, and this is something that I've realized recently. Actually, it was only the past couple of days it really hit me. So, uh, my wife and I, we've been watching this like hundred-hour series uh, called The Three Kingdoms, and it, and it's this like. It's just we we I bought the DVD. It's like twenty four discs each with like four you know four one hour per disc, right? So it's this, it's a it, but it, it's this drama about the three kingdoms in China, the three kingdoms period, where there were the three ruling states. And if you look at the the this is back when uh, Cao Cao was one of the main ruling figures, Liu Bei and his different figures. But it's so profound. Like if, you know, being looking at this history, this historical information, it's so profound looking at leaders and, and someone becoming a leader of millions of people and what they go through in that transition. And what something that hit me is that for some reason in seeing this, this series and seeing it playing out is that we have no idea what it's like to be an elite. We have no idea what it's like to be that powerful to have the knowledge that they have like what like we 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 think that we've woken up and we've been red pilled but we're still so deep within plato's cave we see a little reflection of the sunlight coming in through the entrance and we're convinced that we've now awoken and we understand how the world works but we're still so so limited 
and understanding versus these these bloodlines, these ruling families. I mean, they've got thousands of years of history, thousands of years of ancient knowledge and wisdom that's been hidden from us. Understand the cycles, the cycles, the cosmic cycles, how the human body works, the healing, you know, just so much information. Now, I want to just throw that out there because that helps me when you talk about this woman and how she's describing how these, you know, they, they have these cycles of, of dark and light and everything. I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. I think that if you look at a lot of like what, say, Mark Armstrong talks about with the cycles of history, and you could probably go into, the, into these books under the Vatican where that's all outlined. It's like, it's like 1.0, right? It's like the Vatican stuff 1.0 that gets into that. But what I don't agree with with her is that so you have these evil people, hypothetically, that they understand the cycles of, of light and dark and, and, and positive and negative, but they're evil people. So for them to think that they can be the ones to usher in the light as the dark recedes it shows a very fundamental uh, lack of understanding because they, that would mean that they still think that they are at the highest level that you know that they are god or that they're you know or that lucifer is god or whatever for them to have the arrogance to think that the ones to usher in the light and and to control it because that that because it's then it's actually not true light it's just it's it's a white mask that's being worn by a, by a black face right and that's that's what it is so i think that they might think that they can control that but i think it's actually the 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 cycles of positive and negative and good and evil are so much larger than these people and that the good that represents the opposite of the evil that they are, they cannot fathom the power of that good, the power of God on the other side of them. They can't even fathom it. And it shows just by that simple statement you made that they think they can be the ones to usher in, usher in the light just shows how naive they are, I think, to how the universe really works. Yeah, I hope you're right, because I asked her, I said, well, wouldn't that be better? And she goes, no, the light is actually, she thinks the light's actually more evil than the dark. She goes, it's worse. And um, I'm like, oh, okay. She just says it's more manipulative. They're, um, I mean, they just use our constructs against us. It's just all these things. I don't, I would agree with you. I just, I'm throwing that out there because it's another thing to think about. I want to go back to Hival Harari, who just recently, I don't even know if I want to give this guy airtime, but the reason why I do is because I think he's the spokesperson for them in a lot of ways. I don't think he has a ton of power. I just think he's kind of like a person that goes out there and says some things so they can, you know how they have to, with their, they have this weird religion that they have to tell people what they're doing before they do it, which yeah, I don't- The Obama understand. movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why, if you're a criminal or a Satanist, why you would do that. I would think you, a, a true criminal who's not a Satanist doesn't do that, but these Satanists do. But um, he he's saying that we don't have uh, rights anymore. We, human beings do not have, I mean, it's like they want to go pre-Magna Carta, where they don't see the value of human rights. Where, that's where he compared us to jellyfish, and that it's an illusion that we even should have rights. He said that about the nation state too. He said, America, all these states, nation states, they're all just an illusion. And I understand from a very abstract standpoint that nation states are something, a construct that we created, right? But it, I, to, to make a statement that 
human rights is also a construct that we created, I think is going very extreme. What do you think about that? Because he's not the only one. I've been hearing other kind of people talking about that as well. Well, so I think I'll say a few things. One is that I look at him as almost like their prophet. He's the he's like the scientific prophet that is is guiding what they're doing, at least on the surface, right? At least in the public space. He's the one that's putting putting forth the philosophy of their ideas and everything. Um, and, and you mentioned the like why the, the, you know a criminal wouldn't show what he's doing, what a, a satanic criminal would. Um, I think that. It has something to do with, so we look at these, these Luciferian people, these Satanists, and we think that they're without principle or whatever. Actually, I think they're very principled. I actually, I think that they're extremely strict and disciplined according to their beliefs, actually far more than most people just drifting about in society. Now, I think that they have evil principles that they follow, but I think that they're very, very strict, disciplined people. And I think that one of the principles those that because I think they also recognize that there are, I think, principles in the universe that they have to abide by. Like that, I don't think that they just think that they can just do whatever they want to. And I think that that what that has to do with is that it has to do with free will. And I think that it's something that's it's like very foundational to being a human on this earth is that we all have free will. Like this is the world of delusion where you've got. Uh, you have the you have the garden and you have the snake with the apple. Like you're, you're, we we're given the choice of do we want to accept and choose good or evil, and so I think that the reason why they do that is that they, that they know that they can't just be evil. Like they can't just come in and just kill everyone off, right? Even if you look at the vaccine, which you could say that the vaccine was part of their their um, agenda. It's part of their overall depopulation agenda. In no nation that I'm aware of did they actually hold people down forcibly and make them get the shot. Even they didn't do that. It was always a choice. It was always a choice. And so I really believe that how they do things is that they do it in a way that we're going to tell you what we're going to do. And if you don't resist it or reject it or prevent us from doing it, you're accepting it. And so I think that's part of why they're doing it is it has to do with their, this, this kind of satanic ritualistic approach to things where it's like, we're going to show you the evil. And if you don't fight back against it, or if you don't try to stop it, you're now complicit with it. So I think that's why. I would push back a little bit on that. Yeah. I I would push back a little bit on them giving us a choice because I think losing your job and ability to provide for your family made an average person not think they have a choice. And so um, I, I think they play mind games with themselves, thinking they're giving choices when they're not. You know what I mean? And they're lying. So let's say you lie, it's all propaganda, and then you're forcing it through, you lose your job if you don't, and then they lie about it being safe and effective. I don't know if they're giving the choice they think they are. I think they they do mental gymnastics to make it seem like they're, it's like this mental gymnastics with their religion that they're creating choice. Does that make sense? Oh, I, they're, I agree. they're delusional. Yeah, I, I agree because it, it's like, yes, technically it is a choice, right? Technically. Yes. Like they, they yeah. didn't come down and hold you down and force it in your arm. But I, I certainly agree that it, it's part of the brainwashing that they've done it is to get people to a place where 
they don't even recognize that there's a choice because they're so they're so stuck within that system and, and within you know and also just within the, the realities of like yeah what happens if you're a contractor and, and say your wife is disabled and she can't work and you're the only source of income and you've got four kids and like you might feel like there isn't a choice because that's just how it's been constructed. Um, so, but you know, back to the you know the question about uh, you know you uh, all know Harari right talking about us you know, not having human rights and everything is I I think that I think that they really believe that like it, it's interesting because I think probably ten years ago you may have been trying to like alert the world say hey look there's this group of people that. They think that we're just these useless eaters and there's this depopulation agenda and they're going to kill us. Well, now they're actually openly admitting it. They're coming yeah. out and saying, yeah, like, you know, you don't really have human rights. You're just this useless jellyfish and you're better off, you know, in some sort of VR hopped up on drugs, right? Playing video games. Like that's what they're saying. Um, they're actually saying it, which is just crazy, but keep going. They are. <laughs> no, so what's interesting is that like if, if 10 years ago, and again, this goes into this whole idea that we're talking about, that the, the good and the awakening is happening. Because 10 years ago, if you would have been talking to your friends at the dinner table that maybe weren't really nearly as awake as you were, and you're saying, hey, look, there's this place called Davos, and this is where these, these really powerful people meet, and this is guy in Klaus Schwab, and he's talking about these things, and, and I'm concerned that this group of, you know, kind of bond villain billionaires wants to take over the whole world and enslave the United, you know, enslave the entire world. People would have looked at you and been like, oh, yeah, you're Sarah, you, you need to stop doing that YouTube stuff. It's really getting <laughs> to your head, right? <laughs> they might want but, to put me in an asylum, but yeah. Yeah, but now it's funny because I think that now you might be the one sitting quietly and you might be hearing your friends and they're saying, you guys heard about this Klaus Schwab character? This guy's like a Bond villain. And I saw this little thing on, on you know, Facebook yeah. about him where they're talking about how they want to make us eat bugs and I'm not eating bugs. And so I, I just think that, again, like the, they're in this tricky place because they're now they're, they're, they're becoming so open with this and I think that because we have this soul, this nature that we recognize good, good, good and evil, that even people that were really deluded a couple of years ago, they're looking at this, and they're saying, wait, that's not right. Like, I'm not going to go along with that. And so it's, it's actually becoming much more mainstream to like resist the WEF. And you're, you're seeing, like, look at the trending topics on, on, on um, Twitter. Like, you'll see, it's funny. I'll, I'll look, okay, what are today's trending topics? They'll be like, Satanism, Klaus Schwab, Taylor Swift, and psychological operation. Like that's what's trending on the world's largest social media. It's like people are waking up. Oh, that's actually really good. Because when we started talking about it 10 years ago, or I don't know how long ago I've been doing this for now, I really was kind of a, con people thought I was a conspiracy theorist, you know, and now you're right. Like I can sit there and people might actually ask my, they want to hear my opinion. They'll be quiet when I talk. I mean, instead of just kind of rolling their eyes and thinking I'm a nutbag, it things really have changed. You're right. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little funny story too. So, um, my you know, my wife is pregnant. She's due any time, and and which as we we're talking about, and so I've been, you know, we do a lot of our shopping on Facebook Marketplace, right? So instead of paying. X amount for a brand new pottery barn, you know, nursing rocking chair. Well, hey, I'll get one for a third of the price and I'll get to meet the local person. And I like that. Yeah. Right? I like the whole it's local awesome. economy. Yeah. And so I, I had driven down somewhere. It was about an hour away to pick up this 
pottery barn rocking chair that, that like she sat in at the store and she loved it. And so we found it for like a third of the price. And, and it's a young couple. I say young, but probably my age. They're probably in their thirties. Right. And the, the guy works in finance and, and, you know, he's a guy that, okay. So say he's 38 years old. He works in finance, you know, relatively successful, nice house. I don't really think much about talking to him about, you know, conspiracy type stuff, but he was like, well, so what do you do? It's like, well, I've got, I've got a podcast and I work with him. He's like, yeah, you have a podcast. He's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I delve into, you know, a lot of different things and topics and you know, some things are a little more conspiratorial and I'm not sure how to really, I'm yeah, still working right. on like the, the, the elevator pitch of what I do. Right. Yeah, I, know. I try to gauge the different I people. I get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This guy looks at me and he goes, really? So you're in that kind of, so he goes, Hey, have you ever heard of Pizzagate? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, man, he's like, about a month ago, I went down the Reddit rabbit hole learning about this Pizzagate stuff. What do you think about that? And again, this is, you know, two years ago, this is the same guy that probably would have said, like, the idea that there's these you know, elite pedophile rings was a complete whack job conspiracy. But now it's, it's, it's mainstream. So anyway, it's, it's just like, we start off in Civil War, so and now good. here we are on, on Pizzagate, but people are waking up, and, and the program is breaking. That's so good. Well, I saw, this was, I don't get shocked very often, but it's shocking to me when they're so in your face, like, they don't even care to try to hide it. Cosmopolitan, when I was growing up, was a magazine that was really popular for teenage girls. I don't know how popular it is anymore. I think the entire media landscape has changed. But I would imagine they still have a decent sized market, at least in the beauty industry. And they had a thing they published in November uh, explaining to their readers how to do a Satanist uh, ritual abortion. And I saw that. You saw that. Yeah. And it, I posted it on Twitter. I couldn't believe it. And there's a Satanist uh, temple in Texas saying, if you really want to do, they gave them one example of a ceremony they can do. And if they want to learn others, they can contact this, <laughs> this Satanist temple in Texas that they posted in Cosmos. I mean, if when I was growing up, if that would have happened, that would have been the end of the magazine. They're done forever. This is like, they just do it. They, they do. But what's interesting is that I, I think these publications are nearing their end. Like you look at Sports Illustrated just laid off, I think their entire staff, they made some excuse why they did it, but maybe it was because they, they're putting trannies on the covers of the swimsuit magazines, right? Men like, don't want to see I, that, right? I mean, you're, you're, marketing to, no. you're marketing to very masculine men and you're doing that. <laughs> so come on. Exactly. How and obvious so, but again, of a I think marketing. It's like, it's it's just absurd. Look at the Bud Light backlash for you know for Dylan and all that kind of stuff. So I just think that, it, I mean, it, it's good. To, it's it's a refreshing conversation to have because it feels like oh, there's all this scary stuff happening because there is. But what you can also see is there's all these instances of where they're trying to roll out this agenda, and it's just not sticking. People are rejecting it. Like I think that they they had this script they're following. They wrote this plan a long time ago and. It's like we were supposed to be so much further down the like the, the the spiral of immorality and degeneration that we would have actually looked at these things and be like, yeah, you know what? I'd like to see more trans men's and swimsuit calendars, but actually we're not. Because I think again, I think that they've underestimated the fact that we have souls and that we were created by God. That our nature is actually not just tied to what's happening in this world, but actually our nature is tied to this much deeper 
more profound spiritual place that they don't understand. And their, their microscopes cannot even come close to scratching that surface. And so fundamentally, they've underestimated their enemy, which is us, and that will be their downfall. Don't you think they underestimated that uh, there would be this army of God that would not fall for their BS and would be informing the others and would be, I mean, I don't think they estimated there would be so many of us who saw through their BS who were fighting back and fighting for their minds. You know, that we're really helping people free their mind. We are. We are. Yeah. It's, it's a great place to be, isn't it? Well, it, it's rewarding. It's hard. I mean, this is not the easiest job to have, but okay. How do people follow you? I know you got, you have a time constraint because your wife is about ready to give birth, which is so cool. <laughs> it's such a cool place to be. So where can people follow you? So um, I do, you know, similar to you, I, I try to do three, four, five shows a week. I'm trying to get to that five, you know, every single week, every show that I do goes up on Rumble. So we, I do everything as a video. So it's not just audio. Rumble is the main place to, if people want to watch. Uh, and if they want to listen, then basically any podcast app, whether it's Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And so whether it's Rumble or the podcast app, if they just search for Man in America, just look for the guy with the beard and a smile and uh, click on subscribe or follow because that's where I'm going to be. So everything I do is for free. There's no, I, don't, I don't have a paywall system or anything like that. So... Um, they go just they can find me anywhere and they can just listen and I interview amazing famous people like Sarah Westall sometimes <laughs> and we have these great conversations. That was yeah, you have a really great show. You have a different style, which is just excellent. And I think people really, really are attracted to that. So that's that's kudos for you and everything that you're doing. So thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's 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 always wonderful. And I think I'm having you on my show within the next a week or two as well. Yeah, I'm going to be there soon. So, so good. And and take care and good luck and congratulations ahead of time. Do you know what Thank you're you. having, a boy or a girl? Little girl. Oh, and you already yeah. you already have a girl, right? Yes, I've got we've got June, these yeah. three, and then uh, this will be Grace Elizabeth. Oh, you'll have two little girls. You'll be you'll be dad and three women in your household. That's Fun. My sister said that. Yeah, that's fun. It's exactly what you want. Whatever you have yeah. is exactly what you want. So it's perfect. good. Yeah. Okay. You have a wonderful day and good luck. 